There was a podcast. This is what I have for you today. Um, divisional round, NFL playoffs, four games. Um, two of them, actually one of them, not that good. Three of them, really, really good. And uh, the conference championships games are set, and uh, we're ready for championship football. And so... Um, I'll cover that, and then I'll do some um, little tiny bit of soccer and a tiny bit of the NBA, um, and, and yeah, I'll do a, a big NBA pod uh, this week, but I'll just do a little sprinkle um, on this pod, but division round, championship Sunday set. Here we go. What do you mean? Championship Sunday, next Sunday, and we are ready to go. We have the four teams that will represent both conferences for the opportunity to play in the Super Bowl in Las Vegas on February 11th. Now, we'll start with the first game. Houston Texans, Baltimore Ravens. That was the first game on Saturday. Um, Texans were coming off a very impressive win, a huge win for um, D'Amico Ryans and C.J. Stroud. And um, but it was a game that you know it was a team that was coming in, and everyone would say, "Well, it's a great season. Good job for them. They beat the Browns." But they're not going to be Baltimore. And the phrase that kept being used was they're playing with house money. And the report was that the Texans were, no, we're here for real. We don't want to hear that. We're here to win. And obviously what loomed over for Baltimore was the fact that Lamar was, what, one in three in the playoffs? And Lamar had won as MVP before. We've seen him be electric in the regular season, but we've also seen him be the complete opposite of who Lamar Jackson is in the regular season um, in the playoffs. Now, Lamar didn't wasn't amazing yesterday. You know, he ran a lot, um, but it wasn't MVP Lamar. Be it again this season. Season's version of Lamar was very average Lamar. He wasn't like super duper mega star Lamar. And it's why I think the MVP conversation this season, at least, was difficult. But I think it also included what included and it opened up the the the, the gates for someone like Christian McCaffrey. And it's why I made the case for uh, Brock Purdy, because if any other quarterback had the numbers Brock Purdy had, um, they win MVP. Anyway, we're going to talk about Brock Purdy right now. Baltimore Ravens, they – so the game was 10-10 at half, and it was one of those games that we were like, wait, what's going to happen? What's going on here? And the second half started, and Baltimore just took control. The defense settled in. Um, the Texans couldn't move the ball. Devin Singletary was stopped every single time. He broke one 
one uh, long run, and that was about it. And he was really slow coming off the ball, really slow. So CJ Stroud couldn't, didn't have time to find anybody. Um, Schultz had a few drops, and it just was one of those games where eventually the the talent and the class of the Ravens rose to the top. And the defense that, you know, carried the day for for Baltimore. Um, Nico Collins just couldn't get open. He couldn't get going. And just across the board, it was just very, obviously the complete opposite of what we saw versus, versus uh, Cleveland a week ago. Uh, but Baltimore... They scored 17 points in the fourth quarter. It was uh, it was just a runaway. And from there, I think it, it was such a, a well-played game by Baltimore where they just frustrated the Texans as the game kept going because they couldn't move the ball offensively and defensively. They just had no answers for Lamar. They had no answers um, for... Zay Flowers, who, you know, he was okay for 41, but it was mainly Lamar just on the ground. They just didn't, just over and over, Lamar just killed him. Uh, he rushed for 11, 11 rushes for 100 yards, two touchdowns. Um, so it, it just, it was the Lamar game on the ground. Uh, but again, it, if, you, if you saw the game, it was just a lot of busted plays. Um, by the Texans, which, I mean, I guess you could argue that's, that's what Lamar makes you do. Um, but Baltimore advances. They will host next week. Uh, they will host the Kansas City Chiefs, who beat the Buffalo Bills today uh, in a game that was outstanding. It was great quarterback play. Josh Allen um, was Josh Allen. He was a beast running, and, and he was just everything that we love about Josh, Josh Allen, how he's just a monster, was on display today. And then Patrick Mahomes, God, he's the best quarterback in football. And there's just no nobody else that's even close. And I think it's, it's, it's why when I made my prediction versus with, uh, with David last week, it's why I picked the the the, the, the Patriots, the, the Chiefs, because until Mahomes gets beat, it's it, I kind of don't want to pick against him because he's 8-2 and two in the playoffs. Both losses have came against Tom Brady, and that is unbelievable that Patrick Mahomes in all his time in the in the NFL, and also another stat that came out today uh, was he's – made the conference championship game every year he's been in the league. So Patrick Mahomes is just the number one guy as a quarterback. And the big talk this week was he's never played a game on the road. Uh, Is he going to be able to, you know, beat the Bills on the road? Yep, no problem. And that was such a dumb narrative, you know, because he's a winner. That's That's what he does. So... Uh, Isaiah Pacheco had a good game himself. Travis Kelsey finally had a touchdown, first one in eight games, and the Chiefs just hung on. Now, the game got got a 
a little out of control. So the Bills go for it, fourth down. They don't get it. The Chiefs get the ball, and you think, man, they have it like around the 30. They're the but the Bills 30. Man, can they do something? They get all the way to the goal line, and you the, the ball goes to Marcus Valdez-Scantling. He goes, and he's about to go all the way to the end zone, and then he fumbles. The ball goes through the end zone, and it's a touchback. Buffalo gets the ball back. They don't do anything. They put it back. Um, and at the end, it was Tyler Bass. He had a chance to tie it. He couldn't do it. He couldn't score. Um, and obviously you had, on the Buffalo side, you you had um, Stephon Diggs with a huge drop. And that's what happened. That, that, that was the game. And even though it was a good game, and even though it was, it was a game that, that came down to um, these two these two quarterbacks, you kind of knew that it was going to be the either the defense making a play or the special teams making a play, and ultimately it was the special teams for the Bills not making a play, one. But it was the defense of the Chiefs on that final drive holding holding the, the Bills to forcing them to kick a field goal. And... The Bills' defense all throughout the game couldn't get to Mahomes. And that that was, you know, I think that a big key as well because when you're playing against Mahomes or even Josh Allen, Lamar, and all these guys, hitting them and getting to them is, is the key. You know, and, and neither team it was able to sack the quarterback. Um, but obviously it, it, it mattered more that you hit um, Patrick Mahomes than you do uh, than you do uh, Josh Allen so the Chiefs advance and they play next week at Baltimore and uh, should be a fun one Lamar versus versus uh, Mahomes in the NFC today we had the Lions the Lions went up against uh, hosted the Bucks. the Lions coming off a huge win last week First win in 32 years. Can they do it again? And they did. 31-23. They had the game in control. And the Bucks were right there. And Baker, even though he threw for three touchdowns, he also threw for two interceptions. Um, we had a big Mike Evans game. Eight receptions, 147 yards, one touchdown. Um, ultimately, it was those two picks. That led to the demise of the Bucks. Detroit's defense is not that good. And I think that's something to, to highlight. And we'll go into that in this upcoming week when we do a preview. But um the Bucks just ha- the the Bucks just turnovers. And also and this was one of these games where you can you can kind of re- you can kinda settle everything down and say, what happened? How did the Lions win? turnovers they won a turnover battle and they win a game and now they go to san francisco next week or santa clara next week and they play against the san francisco 49ers in an opportunity to play for the super bowl what a story what a story for the lions and then finally green bay packers at san francisco in 
a close game. The Niners, number one seed. Packers, seventh seed. Jordan Love, oh, here we go. And it was a close game. It was a good game. It was a good game. But the Niners outlast the Green Bay Packers. Um, things got a little hairy for the for the Niners. I was a little nervous, a lot of nervous. And ultimately, Brock Purdy wasn't his it wasn't his best game. It wasn't by far. But but when it mattered most, he led he led the Niners for the game winning drive. And you can put away all the numbers of Kyle Shanahan when he's behind in the fourth quarter. Scratch that. He gets the win. Purdy gets a big drive. The Niners win. Now, what's funny is this. Brock Purdy's numbers yesterday were 23 of 39, 252 yards, one touchdown. And everyone's like, wow, he sucks, man. He was carried. Oh, whack. Lame. Jordan Love, on the other hand, 21 of 34, 194 yards, two touchdowns, two picks. And both picks were his fault. The, the first one, he overthrew it. He had, the, he had his receiver wide open. Over, he throws it high and behind him for Greenlaw's first interception. And the second one was he was getting pressured off his, you know, off his back foot. Interception, game ceiling pick. Now, everyone's saying Jordan Love, oh, future all pro, pretty sucks. And, and this is what I mean by... The goalpost being moved for Purdy. And Depot went out early in that game yesterday, and the Niners figured it out. Christian McCaffrey, 17 carries, 98 yards, two touchdowns. Aaron Jones had a good game again. Um, the Niners' front line just couldn't get to to Jordan Love, which can't happen next week if they're, if they're trying to get to the Super Bowl. Um, but overall, it was a game that the Niners needed. Because every single game that the Niners had won this year was a blowout. Uh, except for the, the Ram game where it gets, you know, it was like seven, but the Niners wouldn't control that game. But every single game was a was such a was such a huge uh, like um advantage for the for the Niners and they were always playing from ahead and you kind of knew um or I felt like the Niners needed to the Niners needed to have a game like this a game that it was ugly a game where things weren't going their way and they weren't playing their best and they needed a game like that to 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 show themselves that they can win ugly. That when things get a little tight and the defense isn't, you know, doing their thing and the offense isn't clicking all cylinders, that the Niners could do it. That the Niners could get in there and the Niner and the Niner offense can figure it out and win ugly. And that's exactly what happened um, yesterday. So huge win for the Niners. They needed a win like that and. Now they host uh, uh, the NFC Championship game next week. Third straight championship game for the 49ers. Impressive. The last NFC team to do that was the San Francisco 49ers. So the Niners are an incredible run right now. And it should be a lot of fun next week versus the Lions. 
That's Championship Sunday. That's where we're at. Uh, Real Madrid today. Changing pace. Real Madrid today. Play Almeria. Things got a little hairy there. Uh, controversy. VAR. VAR. Um, kind of disallowed a goal for Almeria. Real Madrid wins in the final moments. 3-2. They get the win. And um, it was... A good reminder that game of just A, how good Jude Bellingham is. B, uh, Ramajit has a lot of players, a lot of players injured. And when they get Militao and, and Courtois, just to na- name two, God, that team's going to be really good. So um, Ramajit gets the win, and Girona, they killed Sevilla 5-1 so they they stay on top uh Barcelona wins for two they keep pace um and that's that's where we're at with with La Liga um over in England we we are getting um we're getting the the return we had a Manchester United 2-2 um last week um, but starting tomorrow, we come back and uh, we we come back towards the end of the towards the end of the month. So this upcoming week, this no, not this week, but the following week, it's a return of uh, the English Premier. So that's where we're at. Liverpool still on top, forty points. Man City, Arsenal, Aston Villa, Tottenham. Um, so that's where we're at. Uh, final thing. There was this, it was funny, this report from um, the, this is from the Angels, and they were interviewing, it was funny, they were interviewing, um, what's my guy's name here? Well, he's not my guy. But uh, they were interviewing Rendon, and this guy, so this is a guy who hasn't played 50, you know, at least more than 58 games the last few seasons. And Anthony Rendon has the, the gall to say they need to shorten the season. The season is too long. And it's like, bro, you, you don't even play half a season. You haven't even played at least 50% of the season, man. Like, shut up. What are you talking about? Um, so yeah, I want to highlight that because that, that's such, so stupid. Such a stupid comment. Um, and finally... NBA, this is where we're at. I'll do a big NBA pod this week. But in the East, the Celtics are the best team. The Bucks, they're the second seed, but their defense, man, I'm telling you, their defense is not good, and that's what's going to cost them the title this year. The Celtics, finally lose a game at home against the, the, the Denver Nuggets. Bad possession after bad possession. Um, but... They're the best team in the East, and if Przingis stays healthy through the summer, they might win the title. They just might. I hate that. That's where we're at. The Knicks are good, and I just like the the, the fit of OG on their team. Just like it for them. Um, the Heat, I guess, is still the Heat, but they're just not that good, man. I, I just don't see it. But again, we didn't see it last year, and they got to the final, so... Uh, the Pacers got Siakam, and I think he's going to be really good for them. 
Now, what does that really mean in terms of where they're going to be? I don't really know. Not, you know, not going to make the finals or anything, but um, it was a good advancement for them, man. It was, it was a good trade for the Pacers to get them. And on the other side, the Raptors. The Raptors have a few players that are probably not going to be on their team. And I'm looking at Bruce Brown. I'm like, man, can the Lakers get Bruce Brown? How can the Lakers land Bruce Brown? So we'll see. So, so somebody to keep keep an eye out. In the West, the T-Wolves are really good. Um, I don't trust their offense in the playoffs, and I think that's, that's what's going to, I think, keep them out. The Thunder are really good. They're just really young, and they might be. They're a center. They need another center, and they're too young. Most NBA teams, NBA history, teams this young don't win the title. Just the way it goes. The Clippers are really, really good. They figured it out. Ty Lue, um, probably the second best coach in all of basketball behind Eric Spolstra in Miami. Um, but Ty Lue's figured it out. James Harden is playing like a point guard, which is what that team needs. Um, if this is the team we're going to get in the playoffs, which is why I think everyone's like, mm, I don't know about those guys. But if this is the team we're going to get in the playoffs, they might make the finals. I know. I hate that. But they might make the finals. Denver. Denver's the number three seed. Um, Denver won the title. They have the best player in basketball. Jamal Murray, playoff Jamal Murray is a thing. Um yeah, I mean Denver. I mean we're not gonna. I'm not gonna freak out about Denver now. So they're, they're fine. Um, Dallas has come back to earth. The Suns are good when the three guys are playing together. The problem is, how often are we gonna see those guys playing together? I don't know. The Lakers won today. They had a horrible loss versus the the, the Brooklyn Nets Friday, but they played a terrible, terrible Blazers team. And D'Lo had a big game, and the Lakers win. Um, so the Lakers are ninth. The Lakers are going to be fine, man. They're getting healthy, and they play the Clippers Tuesday. Hell of a game, that one, on Tuesday. So that's a wrap. That's where we're at the NBA. Just little nuggets that I'm spreading around. Big NBA pod coming up this week. Anyway, that's, that's the pod. We're going to do... A schedule change. Football is going to be Sundays now because we just have two more weeks. So I'm going to record Sundays. We do Sunday pod, Tuesday pod, Thursday pod. That's going to be the schedule. Uh, next week, next Sunday, we're going to do Harry. Harry's going to come on. We're going to talk baseball, and I know he wants to. You know, we, we want to do. We want to talk about one of the things we're going to talk about is what do you do if you are. A uh, rabid LA fan, but you love the 49ers. What do you do? So, we're going to hit on that. Uh, so, uh, that's the pod. Thank you for listening. And so, Harry next week, David comes on this week. That's going to be on the Thursday pod. Um, and I'll have a pod on you for you on Tuesday. That's going to be the NBA pod. So, lot of stuff happening. Thank you for listening. This is German. I'll talk to you on Tuesday. See ya.
that's the pod right there. Thank you for listening. Arizona Podcast. Again, I'll talk to you Tuesday. David comes on on Thursday. And I will talk to you soon. Hopefully you enjoy the games. Hopefully you're having a good uh, first month of the year. We're about to end the month. So hopefully that's going good for you. But And you can listen to us anywhere you get your pod. So please rate, review, and subscribe. Follow us on Instagram, arrows up. And I'll talk to you on Tuesday. Go 49ers.